welcome to the Women with Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. and welcome to the first episode of season five. Welcome to the new year, you guys. We're so excited to be here for the Women With Fire, our first Thursday episode. You've got Michelle and Sarah, season five. Happy <laughs> birthday or something. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know. It's just going to be a good year. That's all, I, that's all we have for you. It's going to be a great year. Sarah is going to have a baby this year. Um, we have big plans for the Women With Fire this year and big plans for the podcast and we are so excited. We hope you had a great Christmas, um, but it's time to get to work, my friends, and talk about, well, listen, now everyone else is talking to you about goals and we're kind of going to talk to you about goals, but it's going to be a different approach. I'm not going to talk to you about weight loss. I'm not going to talk to you about how many books you're going to do. We're going to talk to you about a goal setting thing, but under the whole umbrella of what is called in business, the 2080 rule or the 80, 20 rule. Am I dyslexic? Is it the 80, 20 rule? <laughs> I have no, I think it's the 80, 20 rule. Okay. <laughs> it's the 80, 20 rule. And the cool thing is, is while we have learned this in business, like a long, long time ago, we got to listen to a podcast recently from a BYU devotional, right? It was a BYU devotional. Yeah. It's from uh, sister Michelle Craig, Michelle D. Craig. Marvelous. Marvelous. And she, starts talking about it in like a spiritual sense. And I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. And that is why we are here talking to you about this wonderful business principle and how it applies to quote unquote goal setting. But please don't let that turn you off from listening today because this is actually the 80-20 rule is very, very validating and motivating because it is so doable and like promises change because the promises come from a prophet. <laughs> Love that. Love it when the promises are sure. So this actually, I was been thinking about this because I don't always do like words for the year because I don't know, because I don't stick with every word, but this year a word popped into my head and I knew that I had to do it. And it's because it came from I'm an, an embarrassing defect of mine. Well, I blame my kids. I'm going to blame my kids. <laughs> Your kids are not the defect. Your five children the are, are not, the, not the defect. <laughs> but they did cause it by darn. Anyway, so I, every, so I need to strengthen my core, right? I had five babies. I'm a good person, but I have a week. I do not have a six pack. I know you guys are shocked, but it, it, I, I'm just going to let you. We spend a that. lot on Instagram editors. <laughs> look like we have six packs. So <laughs> hop on and, and, and check it out. <laughs> but so, but what happens is if I don't like actively take steps to increase my core strength, then my back goes out. Like, and I like can't stand up straight. And I called my mom because she's a nurse and I thought she'd be someone to commiserate with me, but she wasn't anyway. So I said, mom, my back has gone out again. And she's like, well, Michelle, are you doing your core exercises? <laughs> 
she might be a little bit jaded because she's on a mission right now and is a missionary nurse. So she gets a lot of calls from people. Very aware. <laughs> she skipped the empathy and went straight to the solution. Anyway, and so I've been thinking about this and what I want to do like physically for this 2019. And it doesn't have anything to do with losing weight, but I, this, the word core completely stuck out to me and how I want to not just on my physical body, but like in my life, focus on the core things that matter. And so when we heard this devotional, like, and she talked about the 80, 20 rule in this way, like I was like, oh my gosh, we have to talk about it here, especially when it comes to goal setting and starting a new year and deciding what we're going to focus on for the rest, the rest of the year. So Sarah, do you want to talk about what the 80, 20 rule is? Yes. I love this. And let me just spell out what the 80-20 rule is and how it first applies to business. And then let's make some connections here. So if you like want the def definition in business, it basically is a law that says 80% of your company sales come from 20% of your customers. Okay. That's the 80-20 rule. 80% of your company sales come from 20% of your customers. And there are loads of other examples of 80-20. How about this? 20% of criminals commit 80% of crimes. 20% of drivers cause 80% of all traffic accidents. 80% of pollution originates from 20% of all factories. Only three more. Hang in there. 20% of a company's products represent 80% of sales. 20% of employees are responsible for 80% of the results. 20% of students have grades 80% or higher. Okay, it goes on and on and on. So you're hearing it. That is the business principle of the 80-20 rule. And we, we have a mentoring group of questers, of people who feel called to do something in business or online, and we mentor them through the process. We train them every month on different concepts. We're with them. We take video calls with them, Q&As with them, the whole bit. And one of the things that we teach right from the get-go is what we call the law of a thousand. And that is the desire that, especially if you're at the beginning of your quest, that one of your first things that you really want to do is focus on reaching a thousand people that know who you are, what you do, and they want to buy from you like that they are loyal, a thousand loyal people. Now that may mean you actually have 4,000 on Instagram, but a thousand of them are loyal and will pretty much purchase any product that you put out that they have that great loyal relationship with. So we talk to them a lot about building a thousand and that we want a thousand ideal people. This is why we don't encourage people to go and buy Instagram followers. This is why we don't encourage our questers to go in and like or follow a um, hundred pages a day and then unfollow them the next day if they don't follow them back because it's not this loyal follower that you are really, really wanting to capture if you're doing it in ways that don't make them a really, really loyal follower. Because what the whole law of a thousand actually applies to the 80-20 rule. What that means, the reason we push our questers so much to reach the law of a thousand, a thousand loyal followers, is because those thousand are actually going to be your 20%. Those are your 20% of people that are going to produce 80% of your growth, 80% of your business profits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is why we encourage that is because of the 80-20 rule. That is why we really, really push that. And you will be amazed 
to see how this kind of ties in spiritually of I was just chatting with Michelle. I was saying, you know, I had this experience with my mission president where he sat with me and I was a sister missionary in Detroit, Michigan. And he sat with me and he said, you know, it was my first day sitting with him. He was introducing me to the mission. He said, I would say that 20% of missionaries cause 80% of my problems. <laughs> Whoa. Thanks. And luckily he told me this like at the beginning so that I did not want to be part of the 20%. But if you put a positive spin on it, I often wonder if 20% of those missionaries caused 80% of the success, seed planting and growth in the Detroit mission. Probably. I think that happens in ward settings, even that there is this core group of people that are causing these amazing miracles to happen. So are you a core person? spiritually. Are you a core person spiritually? Michelle, I love some of the thoughts that you've had on what does this mean that we are focusing on the core as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Like, what does this mean? I want to be part of the 20 that causes 80% of miracles, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's well, that's actually, that's like, that's actually with the business side of it is the whole point, right? Focus on the 20% and the rest of it is taken care of, right? Focus on that good that you can do. And so the inverse is true. Like you said, that the 20% of your good stuff, the, you know, of your actions are what cause 80% of the results. So I have been thinking about like what the core means for me and what are the core principles. And luckily I don't have to think very hard because, because <laughs> President Nelson, you, oh God, <laughs> totally President Nelson is on this because he has told us this was back in April, his first address as prophet. I think it's first one, um, but he talks about revelation and how it is going to be crucial and imperative for us to receive revelation. Then his next talk in conference to the women in October, 2018, he talks about four core things that we can do to improve. And he actually did it. He said, you know, he challenged us for, a, he did a challenge for thing challenge, blah, blah. <laughs> He had a teleprompter, so you're like, <laughs> it's okay. This is more off the cuff. <laughs> he challenged us to do four core things. There you go, my friends. Thanks for sticking with me. So um, what were they? Let's review. So he asked us to do a 10-day social media fast. He asked us to attend the temple more. He asked us to finish the Book of Mormon. And he also asked us to be a part of Really Exciting more fully, more fully engaged whatever. So those four things. So yes, some of those things had a time limit, right? He said, you know, finish the book of Mormon by the end of the year. He said, do a 10 day social media fast. So I'm not asking you in 2019 to take a social media fast. I will not be taking a year social media fast, but the principle of that social media fast for me is that we need to be very aware of how we're spending our time. And that's actually, that was my takeaway is that if I'm going to be on Instagram, I'm not going to be wasting my time on Instagram. If I'm going to be blogging, I'm not going to be wasting my time on blogging. I am going to take it seriously, get in there and get the things done that I need to, but not mindlessly scrolling through things so that I can spend my time where it needs to be. So number one core principle for me is that is to know where my time is being spent and to not waste it. Second is to dive deep into the Book of Mormon. 
Now we don't have the challenge is not extended in that we need to finish the Book of Mormon again or whatever. This is going to be very personal, but the prophets stand behind me on this, that there is a power from the Book of Mormon that you cannot gain anywhere else. So if you're not anxiously fully engaged in the Book of Mormon, then you're not building your core. You're not, your core is not being strengthened and your back's going to go out. (laughs) (laughs) And then attending the temple um, is a big one. Um, And we know that most of our listeners are um, in Utah or in the West of the United States. And so we know that you are close to a temple. So you can go. And we currently have 159 dedicated temples. He just announced 12 more. Um, And he made a really incredible promise that I'm going to read to you. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, the assaults of the adversary are increasing exponentially in intensity and in variety. Our need to be in the temple on a regular basis has never been greater. I plead with you. Did you hear that? I plead with you. There are not many times that a prophet it pleads. He advises, he directs, he admonishes, but we need to pay attention when the prophet is pleading with us. I plead with you to take a prayerful look at how you spend your time, invest time in your future and in that of your family. If you have reasonable access to a temple, which most of us do, I urge you to find a way to make an appointment regularly with the Lord to be in his holy house. Then keep that appointment with exactness and joy. And let me, there's always a promise. I promise you that the Lord will bring the miracles he knows you need as you make sacrifice to serve and worship in his temples. He says it, right? I don't need to tell you how powerful the temple is, but it's not just we need to go to the temple because it's our duty. It's not just we need to go to the temple because we need to do the work for the dead. It's because it is crucial to our spiritual well-being. It is a core principle. If we are not doing it, then we are leaving revelation. We are leaving peace. We are leaving all of those things on the table and choosing something different. And our backs might go out. (laughs) Um, And then the fourth principle is engaging in Relief Society fully. And for me, this means ministering. And because, you know, some of us, it's not just about attending Relief Society, but it's really being a part of Relief Society as a whole. And for me, that is ministering and being really aware of people And I've been reading, I'm in 3rd Nephi because we're recording this before the year's end. So anyway, reading in 3rd Nephi (laughs) when the Savior comes. And I just was underlining when, especially when the Savior is talking and and it's describing what he's doing. And just in my scripture reading today, four times at least, it says the Savior went one by one, one by one. And that's how we're supposed to do it. It's not a, we can't just call someone up and check it off anymore, but it's, it's, that's why we need personal revelation. That's why we need to go to the temple, read the scriptures, um, and keep our time so that we have that spiritual access and power to receive the revelation, to know how to minister because he will teach us one by one. Let's just take a little break because we want to give you access to our most requested bonus episodes straight to your inbox. 
We have never shared these episodes before digitally. Michelle's famous talk, God is speaking to you. Do you hear him? And guess what? You also get Sarah's crucial talk called Satan is at the White. I'm just telling you, these are very good. (laughs) They are huge resources to give you a vision and confidence in making decisions with the Lord, which is what we're trying to do, right? Grab the bonus episodes now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Now back to the podcast. And so these are the core things. These are the core things. And this is the 20%. This is the 20% that determines the 80%. And I believe if we can really get a handle on this, if we can really devote ourselves to these four core principles, that the rest is going to take care of itself, that we'll be able to have the energy and time and direction and guidance and revelation that we need to do the other stuff and it'll be less of a burden because we will only be doing the things that matter. This is so powerful. Read scriptures, temple attendance, being mindful of our time and participating fully in Relief Society. I have such a testimony of this and I have to steal this quote from President Monson where he says, it has been said that the door of history turns on small hinges and so do people's lives. And I just can't help but sit here and think, what does this mean to you? When you hear a prophet of the Lord say, I plead with you to invest time in your future and your family. And he's giving us these examples of the core. What does does this mean to you that he's asking you to invest your time in your future and your family and that the door of history turns on small hinges? That just to me opens up this whole new view of motherhood and womanhood and wifehood, whatever you want to call it, that so much is built in the small and simple. And gosh, that is so cliche. It is so cliche. (laughs) They should make it a scripture or something. They should. (laughs) I patent it. I'm going to patent it. (laughs) It just, it is such the cliche, but clearly some of us are missing the boat on it. And I think back to a time when I was pregnant with this baby. Again, we're recording this before year's end. And I I get so sick. I get so sick when I am pregnant. And I remember this, my sweet little two and a half year old Leo has spent most of the past four or five months um, watching at least one, maybe two movies every single morning. Okay, I get up with him and I lay horizontally on the couch and snuggle with him while he watches whatever is on that day. And I remember, I know that many moms have this experience in which, you know, screen time comes up or something like this. And there's this apology that always follows. You know, it's like my mom will call me, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm fine. I just feel bad. Leo's on his second movie of the day is like the first word out of my mouth. And the reality is someone sitting across from me is like, girl, you're puking a dozen times a day. It's okay. And I'm sitting here thinking he's going to be in therapy for life because of this four month period of him watching too much TV or whatever. And, and I'm not saying we need to share views on screen time or whatever, but what I'm saying is, is that the door of history turns on small hinges, meaning 
it turns on habits. The doors of history turn on habits and investing in our core. That is where the effort needs to go. And you know what? When stress happens and mama's sick, it's not going to change the road of history when those little teeny things happen or those little events happen or whatever, but it is the constant habits of what we're teaching our kids. It is every time that President Nelson comes up to the pulpit and announces a change and our kids are listening, how are we responding over and over and over to the prophet's challenge? Are your kids seeing you open the Book of Mormon? Are, the ki are your kids hearing you love Relief Society and, and ministering? Are these kinds of core things happening in your home? And you know what? I dare say, if you're listening, you are probably doing really great. Really, really great. You are working on that core. And I'm going to give one little example of how this can powerfully affect the day-to-day -day of your life. We are recording this in December before Christmas, and I am eight months pregnant, and I got full-blown diagnosed with influenza, okay? Like legit influenza, okay? And it absolutely knocked me out. And I have a gracious business partner who we were talking back and forth on, what are we gonna do? Like, what are we gonna do? This is something that people get hospitalized for two to three weeks, et cetera, et cetera. How are we going to do this? And the reality is it makes decisions easier when you know the core. And the only thing that her and I could do was to focus in and say, we have got a group of women who are relying on us for A, B, C, and D, who are not our 5,000 followers, but who are our core group of people right now. And what we can do is serve them and do our best and make this happen. And I know that that sounds like a real like businessy approach, like, okay, just focus on whatever group you need to. But what I'm saying is if you're someone that is, we've talked about this wrestling in some way and you feel like, gosh, I just can't get, I, I really struggle with temple attendance, meaning I, I go to the temple, but like, I don't feel anything there. I don't understand it. It's not my thing or, or I, um, you know, tithing isn't really a habit for me. The secret is in the core. It's in the core of reading your scriptures and going to the temple and watching your time. Like that takes care of 80% of the challenges and questions that you're going to be facing. And the promise comes from President Nelson that God will grant the miracles that you know you need when you hit the 20% of the core. And that, I guess, is what really helps me focus in and say, Look, as much as I may, you know, I don't have a temple nearby. I'm four hours away from a temple right now. How can I not have guilt-ridden, you know, feelings about not being able to attend the temple every month or every week or whatever it may be? Well, I bet if I strengthen my core in reading scriptures and finding symbolism in the temple and watching my time, that the Lord is still going to help me develop a testimony of the temple. And feel connected to my ancestors. It's going to be taken care of instead of looking at all these external crazy ways to try and figure out questions and all these things. The reality is it's in the core. I love it, Sarah. So just to wrap it all up, we are cheering you on with your goals. But as you create your goals in January, we just want to encourage really just focus on the core because that's what's going to make the big difference. And we just want you to know that you are part of our core and 
at the Women with Fire. We're so glad that you're here and we really appreciate your words of cheering us on and the sharing that is happening. And we just love you to bits and are so glad that you're here. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Women with Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women with Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.